In the month of, or the last month of May, <clears throat> I went to cast my vote, hoping London would avoid another four years of anti-UK cultural lunacy. When I could not find my pencil, pencil to mark my X, the lady explained that she keeps her own stash. Could I return it so that she could sanitize it for the following user? We have all been accustomed to this minor acts of official idiocy, so I gave my standard stare of incredulity. She then exp explained the immortal words, well, you can never be too careful. My response, I admit, somewhat condescending, I'm sure you can all imagine that it's very rare for me to be that level of condescension. So I said, actually, you can. The rest I muttered under my breath, as it was not her fault. Risk-taking is a critical component for development. Parents that wrap their children in the bubble wrap in stunting their sprog's progress away from the infantile views of the world. For example, putting helmets on small kids and then not fixing them tightly enough is far worse than not putting on a helmet at all. I have not yet drummed up the guts to go to a, a young mother and point out this factoid. Not keen to receive wisdom via mansplaining they are. Well, it's their loss. I would experiment on yourself with a loosely fitting helmet and get a friend to push the top back as if you had fallen over. I would do downhill mountain biking in my more formative cycling days, which is as much fun and terrifying as it sounds. The only downside is that when you hit something or come off, it is properly hurting. I once failed to duck under low hanging branch going at a clip, my helmet smashed in pieces which is a good job. I put it on properly. Otherwise, it will be lights out due to asphyxiation. A couple of consequences of doing something on the edge, taking risk. One, you probably concentrate on the task at hand, which is strangely relaxing. Think skiing or sailing. You get better as you understand what you and the machine can adequately achieve. And three, you understand risk, in general, a little bit better. All consequences I list above are life-affirming. Taking on risk and coming out either bruised or victorious makes a better person and indeed a better parent. I'm not sure you can never be too safe entirely cuts it. I find myself frequently wanting to scream. Mario Cipollini is a famous Italian cyclist whose career spanned something like 17 years. When asked to offer advice to wannabe Giro Italia winners, he would say, si freni non vinci, or in English, if you break, as in, in on the downhills, there is no victory. The cyclist has to push the boundary beyond what the other riders think is possible from a brisk perspective, obviously to win a Grand Tour. Chris Froome, in 2019, achieved a similar achievement in what is considered the greatest ride of this century. Take risks. It is good for you and your mental health. Remember to be prepared. Do your homework. Seek advice. Practice and apply yourself as if one mistake will lead to much gravel in your knee for months to come. Okay, another one of my, shall we say, misadventures on the mountains. We can use this philosophy in all walks of life, 
from, I don't know, sticking a jet engine to a chassis as Richard Noble has done to break the land speed record. He is the personification of call, by the way, to taking a jump into the unknown with a new business venture, or simply falling in love and deciding this is the one. In 2007, Sir Ken Robinson noted in a TED talk that that schools fail to, to nurture creativity. Creativity in children can only thrive when children see taking risks and failing as natural and not frowned on by the education establishments or parents. When we had school-aged children in Fulham, the joke around mild dyslexia was that it was middle-class speak for thick. Parents do not want to see their children fail at school exams, preferring to give their sprogs a medical label. Sir Ken recalls the story of a girl who could not stay still. The mother took her to the doctor. The doctor asked the girl if he could step out with her mother to have a chat. On exit, he switched on the radio. She started to move to the sound. Your daughter is not ill. She's a dancer. The girl became a choreographer in later years and produced for some of the greatest shows in history. The endemic fear of failure that has ballooned in the past 30 years has led large swathes of the population not having the capacity to cope with adversity. We see much infantile hysterical narrative when one tries to have a sensible discussion around climate change. Many, like me, want to get on with the task at hand. We are the doers while many want to adopt the fetal position and whinge. One final part of risk-taking is that at some point you have to stop listening to those that are more interested in telling you what might happen if you fail. These people, the, the naysayers, are what we call in the trading parlance calling their own book. People do struggle when their contemporaries are successful as it reflects on their own mediocrity. Those in authority, including parents and teachers, prefer control over setting people free. We see such behaviour from the government, local officials and academics recently that have done well during this pandemic and are showing a reluctance to hand back our liberties. I had a most excellent boss who once told me, don't ask for permission, go and do it. You can always apologise later.